How's it going? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing a lot better. Yeah? Yeah. Man, I tell you, like, what's that? A nice hot shower? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no shower. Yeah, I showered. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. No, like, this quarantine has been kind of rough, like, for me mentally. I'm like, you know, I'm a talker. I like to talk to people. I like to go outside and, you know, make friends and do things. So, like, I'm the opposite of an introvert. And so this is like torturing me. I got like really like depressed last week. But then this week, um, we were able to leave the house and stuff for like this. Well, I should probably explain. So people are like, wow, you left your house. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to start breaking up. But um, we went, we have like a local blueberry farm next to us. And it's blueberry season, so usually they do, like, a you-pick blueberries where you get to go um, and pick out your own blueberries, but they weren't doing it um, this year, obviously. So instead, the farm just picked all the blueberries, and then you could do – they set up, like, a drive-through, and you could go and pick out – like, buy blueberries online and then just go pick them up through the drive-through. Oh, that's awesome. But, But while you're doing it, you're, like, driving through their property. So they have a sunflower farm. They have um. I want to say azaleas or some kind of flower, but they have like flower fields as well. Oh, wow. During this, during they, they're a blueberry farm and a flower farm. And they also have sunflower fields where you can do like photo shoots. You could like rent their property, do photo shoots. And then they also do like fresh cut flowers. Oh, that's so cool. So yeah, just driving through that, you know, seeing the flowers and it was sunny and I bought sunflowers and put them in my house. So I think just like that little bit of, you know, I don't normalcy know. yeah it seriously made me feel so much better yeah no it's very true I think like I was kind of feeling um like similarly like because I I mean I've been working from home for a couple of years now so like I'm mostly based at home but like I do really like to go out and grocery shop and that's pretty much like when I interact with people, you know, like I go to the store quite a bit. So I know the people who work there and like, you know, that's my little bit of like human interaction that I yeah. get, you know, and it's like, oh man, it's just the fact that I can't, you know, or not that I can't, but like that I really shouldn't, you know, like I don't want to put the people that I love at risk. And so, you know, we're taking precautions, but it's just like, ugh, I just want to be able to like go do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Which you know, obviously we're very privileged. Like we have a safe place to be and like we have food and all that stuff. So like things could be a lot worse, but, um, yeah, it's still something that we're dealing with. Yep. So I'm glad that you're doing better though. I'm glad that that kind of going outside and seeing all those pretty things helped. Yeah, for real. Oh, by the way, this is the anti MLM podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you would have no other idea that that was happening. Unless yeah, no, no, no. Yep. <laughs> we like to keep you on your toes. Um, yeah. And we have a really good interview for everyone today. Mm-hmm. So good. It was so good, right? Yeah. It was just, amazing. Yeah. So our guest is a former and current Rodan and Fields consultant, and we'll find all about all that. And she's also a psychotherapist, and you'll find a lot more about that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we just had a really nice, long, interesting chat. It kind of, like, goes to a lot of different places. 
Um, but we cover a lot of stuff. Yeah. And she was super open, like with telling her story and explaining things like her mindset, like why she's still in it and things like that. You know, it's just super interesting to hear somebody's take that's not like, you know, it's a different side than what we've heard with for you or for somebody else. It's like, you know, with her yeah, education sure. background now, it's like a different perspective. And I think it's very like enlightening. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, so look forward to that. But I think Francine has some news that she wanted to talk about. Oh, okay. So after we recorded that interview, oddly <laughs> enough, some, somebody came up to me and asked me or approached me about she was thinking about selling Sensi. And I had just heard, you know, we had, literally we had just talked to um, Anne about her, her story. Anne is who we're interviewing later yeah I don't think we said her name but yeah she did we just talked to to Anne and she happened to approach me and we never talked about this before and so she started telling me about Sensi and how she thinks she's gonna sell it you know she needs extra money and she started going through all of like the setups and like mind scheming of like how you get how you like get somebody on and so I sat with her and I tried to talk to her about you know the whole situation I like explained like I'm like it's funny that you say that because I don't like really advertise this podcast like to my family and friends you know I just kind of do it so they don't really know because I think I'm more embarrassed not of the content but just like people hearing me talk you know yeah it's just like a self-conscious kind of thing yeah yeah but um yeah so she was asking me and I was trying to you know give her some of like the stories that we've heard or you know some of the facts that we've come across in she was already convinced like there was no it, yeah you could she was tell. yeah she I, I could see and I was like I'm sorry I'm not trying to like you know rain on your parade or whatever but I mean the some of the, the things that the girl was saying to her to get her in you know is everything yeah. we've talked about like you know you only have to buy or sell $200 worth of product every three months which is exactly what I think that's the same exact number as Mary Kay yeah, well, one of the ones we did. Yeah, American. Yeah, I was really close. Yeah, every three months, it's so easy. Everybody wants the candle warmers, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, just kind of all those things. And I was like, well, you know, we're about to, people are like losing their jobs. Like, I'm sure people don't have a $200 like budget to buy candle waxes, especially when you have so much competition with Walmart and, you know, all like you can buy them cheap. And she's like, well, I will never shop a n- different brand because I love sensi and da 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 and going on and on so yeah long story short if anybody is a sensi um distributor or former distributor that knows like the true side of it if even if you're like hey i did it and i made money like cool i would love to hear about that because i want you know i would like to really tell her like the sensi side of it um yeah like a different perspective from someone who's been in it and can say what it's yeah like. yeah exactly yeah. um and then I I was like just you know my final thought that I left her with was like whether you do it or not just like don't get sucked into buying a bunch of inventory because what's gonna happen is like you need to keep yourself active for the people above you to keep their rank so they're gonna be like oh well why don't you just buy like if you don't make it for the, the three months why don't you just like fund the rest like you need to buy inventory and then you can sell it to people later you know yeah, like you're gonna need inventory. You can bring it to trade shows. So I like try to like explain that to her and like just don't get involved because she's 
doing it as like a substitute for work right now, like trying to, and of course they have like the deal going. Right. There's so many sign up deals and bonuses and bonuses to rank up like in your first month, like all these companies have these like fast start bonuses where if you recruit so many people in your first month, you get extra money. So it's like, they're just pushing it so hard and there's all these incentives and it's hard to say no to, especially when you are kind of desperate and don't know what's going to happen. But we're here to let you know that it's not worth it. (laughs) And we want to show you why with like proof and facts and stories, real people stories to back it up. Um, You know, so hopefully this episode helps anyone who might be on the fence. And yeah, get if you have any stories, don't forget our email is anti-MLMpod at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at anti-MLMpod and you can just slide into those DMs. <laughs> Woohoo. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Oh, and then one other little thing. We're going to work on um, getting a Patreon set up because we want to make some extra content for you guys and have that fun feature and a way to support us. So um, yeah, we're working on it and we'll let you know when we figure out the details. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So let's get into talking to Anne. Hi, Anne. Hello. Hi, how are y'all? Good, how are you? Good, it's nice to talk to you. Good to hear your voices, although now y'all are hearing mine. I suppose I've heard your voices plenty. (laughs) That's like one of the weird things where I'm like, oh, this is interesting because these people kind of know what we sound like already. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. (laughs) So this is my first time ever doing anything like this as far as being on a podcast. So I am very coachable. Um, (laughs) to use an MLM word, um, but I am. So please, please, as we interview, lead me because I'm a therapist and I'm used to leading the sessions, <laughs> so to speak. So um, as many questions as you've got, please feel free to ask me. I think I said in my email initially to Emma that I'm really an open book. So I'll go wherever y'all want to. Yeah, I'm really excited that you like said you have notes and stuff because I think we just want to know as much as you want to tell us, you know, like we'll probably have questions here and there, but, um, I'm excited that you, you know, have a lot to share from different angles to like, given your background and everything. Yes. Yes, indeed. So yeah, I'll try and stay on topic and feel free to rein me back if I, you know, start going off into the weeds about uh, manipulation and things like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think I'm not sure if I told you this yet, Francine, but um, we, Anne and I had talked about doing like another episode with her focused more on like her expertise, like that. Angle. Oh yeah. We've been trying to get somebody like that. Yeah. So I would be happy to do that as a, you know, come on again and really discuss sort of different angles, like the, um, the manipulations, as I was saying, and just those tactics that they get in this very subtle criminal ways of thinking. Um, it's really fascinating the work that I do. So I, it's really wild to see this movement happening, anti-MLM movement, to see it happening and to have been through a lot of the things that I am now just seeing being pulled up and called out. Um, it's really in alignment with what I work 
to fix <laughs> with criminals, you know, convicted criminals. So. That's so crazy. I think that a lot of people don't realize that there is that aspect to it because it really is something that unless you've experienced it you don't know about it you don't see it because it's so minute it's so covert yes absolutely covert is a perfect word i would say and just all the little nuanced ways it's amazing how um words have such power and can be used for incredible harm uh to create incredible harm and i think that ultimately that's what's being done in multi-level marketing schemes. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. that's, you know, the financial aspect of it is devastating, but you know, for me specifically that that is what is so motivating to me behind you know, doing this podcast cuz like, you know, it's sometimes I do get that feeling where I'm like, what are we doing? Like how, are we <laughs> should we be doing this? Like this is Yeah. <laughs> You know, (laughs) I get that a lot, too. I'm like, are we just haters like sitting here, like being negative about (laughs) lifestyles or just like, you know, you go back and forth. Like, We know it's wrong, but then we kind of like, you know, I kind of feel bad sometimes because I don't know, you know, I try to use facts to like make sure that I'm not just like spouting hate on somebody else's lifestyle or whatever. I try to like back it up by like information so that I feel better about it but it is kind of weird yeah and like we do have personal stories and anecdotes to share because we've been involved so much with these MLMs. so it's like sharing that and being lighthearted about it is just you know the other aspect of it because it is really heavy you know kind of dark material right right and that is why um I think Emma, I checked in with you about my wearing my LuLaRoe leggings just you know in the spirit of this conversation um Wait, I completely lost my train of thought as I lost (laughs) my train of thought in this crazy pattern on my legs. Uh, It's very distracting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, I'm sure my thoughts will return back to me. But, um, oh, I think, Francine, it was you who was um, addressing, like, wondering, am I being too much of a hater or am I, you know, I'm trying to to talk about facts here, but am I being negative? That was was you, your voice? Yes, yeah, that's me. (laughs) Okay. yeah, you know, it's, it, I think it often depends on what's, what are we trying to do here, you know? Okay, well, should we get into the, um, into why we're here? <laughs> yeah, indeed, let's, let's well, do it, kick it off. Okay, let's go ahead, do you want to go ahead and um, introduce yourself and just, you know, however you would like to? Yeah, um, so I'm Anne, um, I am a current and former Rodan and Fields consultant. Uh, the reason my story is a bit unique, you know, although pff, we're all unique individuals, so I don't know that I want to really stand out, but I, I feel like my story is a bit unique because I do sort of stand on both sides of the line, uh, given that, like I said, I am, I am officially enrolled still as a consultant. Um, and I'll go into a little bit more about why later, but it was in October of 2011 that I enrolled. So it's been a minute. And um, at the time I was 24 and had a lot to learn. Um, I was in a very vulnerable place. Similar, I listened to y'all's episode with the former Beachbody coach. And similar to that woman, I it was just kind of wrong place, wrong time for me, you know, for my well-being. Um, I had just gotten 
let go from a job that I was really passionate about. I have clinical depression and I was in a massive sort of extended episode of depression and didn't quite realize it yet. Um, and ultimately that's what led me into becoming, uh, going to graduate school and, uh, studying to become a psychotherapist. So that is what I do now. And, um, meanwhile, I earn income from Rodan and Fields every now and then, because I still have a couple of people who just really loved the products that I didn't, I mean, they still want them, so they still order them. And then also the reason I, the, the, main primary reason I'm still a consultant is because there is a product that they make that is the only thing that's ever worked for my skin problems. Um, I have yet to find or hear of, you know, I'm willing to try, but alternatives, nothing has worked as, as well as this. So to get that consultant discount, like it pains me a bit because I, I recognize I'm contributing, but then a way that I sort of justify it for myself, it's like, well, I'm, I'm contributing to this corporation and that sucks anyway. Cause you know, corporate America is, is also messy. Um, but uh, the people at the top are going to get the money and damn it, I have rosacea. <laughs> so, you know, and I don't mean to sound callous or, you know, cavalier about that at all. It's just where I, I'm coming from. I think that that is something that we still struggle with. And it's important to kind of say that it's okay for, a product to be good and the tactics that they use to sell it to be bad, mm-hmm. you know, like the world isn't black and white and I'm learning more that there is like this gray area. So like, you know, if the product works for you and you're not, you know, taking money off of anybody else's back and, mm-hmm. you know, promoting it and all that anymore, we realize that, you know, that's not why we're here. We're not here to back the product or the people who sell them. It's the company mm-hmm. and the, the way the product of the you know system <laughs> exactly and and all that we're seeing currently you know it's this it's, there's a huge uptick a re- recent uptick in exposing um these tactics so yeah that's where we are right now it is tough though yeah. to <clears throat> reconcile those that dialectic you know on the one hand i'm in need of these products because it helps me and on the other hand i know what happens to a lot of the people who are also promoting this product However, my initial intention was always to promote the product. I thought, wow, this has worked for my skin. I can really sell this thing to other people and help other people with their skin. I had zero interest in building a team, but I didn't know when I signed up that I was going to be getting, that all the trainings, quote unquote, I was uh, being promised I would have, they weren't on the product. They were on how to lure people to me essentially yeah yes and that really it just never felt right to me um i tried really hard i would steep myself in personal development books in um well they weren't really podcasts back then but like calls on you know phone calls like you call in on a Sunday night or something like that. I forget how, what system. Well, I think now it's all Zoom calls. Yes, yes. Um, Like conference conference calls. uh, Yes, exactly. Like a conference call or a sharing. There are all these different things that you can just immerse yourself in. And and that's what I did because I never felt ready to kind of go out there and as RNF called it, prospect. Um, Mm. But I was spending a lot of time since I didn't have a job. Um, I, since I, so, well, let me, let me back up for a sec. I didn't have a job. So at that time I thought, well, 
if all these other people who are giving their testimonials at this RNF um, business presentation, if they've all quit their full-time J-O-Bs, then I don't need one. I can do this too. And so this will be my job. So I was spending all this time at home alone inside of a, a depressive episode and basically warming up and never stepping up to bat because I just couldn't really do the whole, hi, so I'm expanding my network in your, there was the, there were just these scripts. I, I mean, as, as I, I know y'all know. Yeah. It's, it's so crazy. And I know that you and I have talked personally about how our stories align, mm-hmm. but like hearing you talk about it is just, you're putting into words some things that like I exactly experienced as well. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Tell me which things. I mean, well, I think that like I suffered with oppression for a lot longer than I realized, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, like I just kind of woke up to it about a year ago yeah. when I started on this journey. And so I'm looking back, you know, and I think. I mean, I just think there was a lot going on that I wasn't aware of Indeed. that led me right up to yep. it. And then also the whole training thing, you know, I took some like intensive classes within LuLaRoe about how to network and grow your business and meet people and talk to them and all that stuff. And I really wanted to do mm-hmm. it. I was like, okay, this is the time I'm going to do it. And then it was like, nope. I never, I couldn't bring myself to do yeah. it. I couldn't. <laughs> That's exactly. Cause it, so it was like really mirrored so, so closely. Yeah. And I'm guessing for you, the, you know, the struggle, the barrier uh, was the same thing for me. It's just, it felt inauthentic. Yeah. I couldn't wrap. I, I kept, I think trying to like find something or I was waiting for something to click, like a way to put it into my own authentic language to invite people to just take a look at the products. You know, I didn't care about the business presentation, but as we were talking about, it turns out that they're not really, that's not what they're there for. That's not what they're out for. Yeah. 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 That's so true. So I really, I mean, I really struggled too, just given what it is. It's, you know, expensive anti-aging skincare. Uh, I was 24, like I said. So I was really, yeah, in the wrong age bracket. And I was sort of, you know, mid-20s, trying to network with people who were, you know, 40 and up. Um, So my peers were not my target market. So I will say that this, I believe, saved me from a lot of um, the social shame that MLMs uh, the MLM victims and survivors experience. Um, cause like my peers were working entry level in their career or still in school or grad school or what have you. So they were not about, you know, they were not looking to try and purchase any type of expensive skincare. I can, I can appreciate a quality product, but I don't know the whole beauty. I just am not bought into anything that I was bought into anymore. Mm. Like society wise, you know, <laughs> what do you, how do you mean? Like, I don't know, like, I just don't feel like, I don't care if I get wrinkles, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I want to take care of my skin, but like, I'm not into spending like the majority of my budget on expensive skincare products. Like I drink a lot of water and I try and take care of my body and like, you know, whatever else happens, so be it. Water and sleep, baby. I'm telling you, when I'm dehydrated, my skin looks like utter crap. And when I am hydrated, yeah. I notice a difference. But anytime I start to see my skin looking like crap, it takes me a minute because I start to sort of 
freak out like, oh no, is my, is my skincare not working anymore? I've got to find something new and I haven't found it yet. Oh, actually, no, it's just that I need to drink water. <laughs> so Right. Exactly. It's like, they're trying to sell us on all these things that we like absolutely must right. have. Add-ons. To... <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, we don't actually need any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, just make a personal decision about what's important to you. And if that's, if that is important to you, then, you know, great. Yep. you know, find a great product that you like and go for it. I'm not trying to like say it's the wrong way or whatever, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying that me personally, they like this, this product was never like something that I probably would have been sucked into I think I said that on the deep dive Mm -hmm. you know it's just whatever (laughs) and I listened to the that deep dive episode and you know what um I can't remember if it was you Emma or you Francine who had um talked about the pulse members the subscription to your pulse your personal website oh yeah 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 that was, I think that episode was before Francine had joined. The ah, show, so it was, was, okay. Got it. Yeah. I, I thought it had come from your voice. I'm still getting used to whose voice is whose, but, For sure. no, I know. <laughs> um, but you know, this just goes to show how, uh, I, I suppose how long I've been out of the game in terms of paying attention to whatever's going on inside of Rodana Fields and inside of the Facebook groups that I think I've mostly left, but it's like, I still have access to a lot of the gross stuff. And so in a weird way, I feel like I'm this, you know, undercover, uh, type of, if I see a lot of BS happening, I really want to call it out. Um, especially being like, Oh, this is all for all you insiders. So, you know, let's train y'all how to manipulate and they make it pretty, um, like they don't really mince words they effectively tell you to manipulate people, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like, here's how to handle objections. Well, some people object because that means no. It's called a boundary, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's another thing I think with the, see, like I said, I have a million pieces of this. Um, but I think that's that's another thing that, it, that has become a big problem that I didn't see as much of back then. But now it's the messaging, the, hey, hon, hey, hon, hey, hon, following back up two months later. Hey, it's, see, you're still following my account. Want to join my team? And it's like, I've said no a few times. That is me setting my boundary. When, you know, when will you listen? But they're trained not to listen to that. That A no yep. is just a not now, not yet. Yep. Mm. Yep. <laughs> so, oh, the earning. The, yes. All right. I'm, it, it's taking me back now. You had talked about, uh, Emma, the research on the personal website, a subscription that, you know, you have to have every month in order to yeah. be commissionable. So I do want to make sure I distinguish that even though I am um, like, I don't do the whole minimum sales volume because I mentioned earlier that I do still literally get residual passive income. So huh, I can't say that it never happens, but it's like $30 from you know, here and there. Um, and right. in order to get that, I don't need to subscribe to the website and the monthly quota. It's, if I do that though, in the same month when I would you know, make a sale, then my commission will be higher, but I don't pay attention to that. I order what I oh, need okay. to when I need it. And my, people so my two customers order what they need um but 
gotcha. That makes sense. Thanks for clearing that up because, you know, yeah. sometimes it's hard to interpret what the websites are saying, yes. you know, <laughs> and I don't want to put misinformation out there. Right. And I'm not really sure how it works in any other uh, MLM pay structure. Um, I just know that that's what I have experienced with uh, Redan and Fields. But uh, I sure. didn't even know that I didn't have a pulse subscription until I listened to the deep dive episode that y'all that you recorded Emma and you would um you you had said something about me or about it that triggered me to go look into mine and it turns out that okay I technically have pulse but it's not the subscription so it's like I get those bare bones and I was sort of digging around in the whole here are your ways to earn, understand your earning statement. Cause like I said, I've got to revisit all of this stuff. It's been a long time. Right. And so I print it out and I'm looking, Oh, it says for Australia only. So like by having the minimum, Oh, I don't pay for this. I get sort of some of the materials, but they're not completely relevant to where I'm located. I need to pay for, uh, documents that explain my commissions. I need to pay extra to get those documents in my own current, like for my currency, if, if that makes sense. That's, that's yeah, crazy. Like right? that is, I would have never expected that. And it's in fine print on the bottom of the printout page. <laughs> so I'm wow. glad I, I got to print it out at work or I'm glad I thought to do that. Wait, so let me, yeah, I'm wait, I'm confused. So that you can, you can be a consultant and still get commission on what you sell but you don't have to pay the monthly only in Australia or you pay in America and Australia doesn't have to pay. Oh, I'm not sure the distinction between those. I was just more saying that, um, as a, for me, as a consultant who doesn't pay for, uh, the pull, the, you know, full on pulse package, I only, I have a limited amount of resources and clearly the ones that I looked up were ones that only apply to Australia. So I think that's where they are getting me as far as, okay, so, so for the free version, you have access to things that don't mm-hmm. apply to you and to get the American version of things that you need to run your business. That you sounds, yep. That sounds like it's what's happening. Like mm-hmm. basic. Does that make more sense? Francine? Yeah, I think so. I just, I was confused because if you're not, if it seems like you don't clearly you're getting commission and you don't need it, but then you do have to pay for it. If that was, if you had like more, like, I might, this might sound like stupid, but like, what exactly are you paying for then for the pulse? Is it like they're like to have a website or? Oh, okay. So, um, back when I was a pulse subscriber, uh, what you would get is yeah, the personal website, there was like a personal website dot biz, which was so annoying. Cause on the business cards, it'd be like, you know, my name dot rnf dot biz, my name dot rnf dot com. And they were two separate mm-hmm. things. Pulse was sort of your dashboard, your consultant dashboard. You log into, you go into the back office, get your training materials. That was like 25 bucks a month back then. But I'm not sure when it became, uh, I I really don't know um, when it became this limited type of thing. I was under the false impression that I still had all those resources. So yet another way that I suppose that joke's on me. (laughs) Or the joke would have been on me, perhaps. At, At least I'm... You know, I'm far enough away that, that I can, I can see what's happening, but yeah, I, I had no idea. So I'm glad yeah. I did a little digging. But then you can still, 
be a consultant without it? I, I don't. Yes, you can. So I think a lot of other companies have this. I know at least Revital U has this because I, you know, I was in there for a little while, but um, basically you have access to your back office, but if you want the premium mm-hmm. version, you have premium. to pay. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a free app <laughs> where you get basic yeah. usage, but if you want to like, you know, pay, you know, not have to watch ads or whatever you pay. For that's that. a great way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a, does that make yeah. sense? I just have all like, yeah. I'm cause I, the information that we get is from their websites. And mm-hmm. so it's like, I want to talk to somebody because I want to know what it's really like. And I mm-hmm. didn't know that you could like, I guess, like not have to pay that. I thought it was just like, cause they put that all over, you know, you paid this plus right. this. And then that's like your way to stay active as a consultant. Like that's what they advertise on most of these. So that's interesting. Well, it's, I, I think that's different. Like we had just done Beachbody, like Beachbody has a monthly membership. Fee. Yeah. I think you probably but that's well, the same thing because that's how you're paying for, for your back office. Let me, I, I got to add one thing that I, I must have, yeah, I neglected is that there's a consultant or in order to stay uh, a consultant and not commissionable, but just to remain, you know, getting the discount. Um, it's, I think, $25 annual. Like, a, I consider it my quote unquote membership fee to, because I've done the math and my, to get the discount yeah, on the my, It pays for itself, quote unquote. So. Yeah. Right. So, do you have to make sales quotas then, like quarterly or whatever? Uh, I do not. In order to, so I, let me explain. This is why it's so convoluted, and that's a, another way that they see, like they make people think that you have to subscribe to this and you must get the premium, this and that and the other. And I mean, sure, if you want to go by the book, that's what you should do. They'll they'll say, um, but. With RNF, you could be a consultant. So, you know, the symbol on the uh, pyramid thing on your dashboard, it's a C. Then there's a C with an asterisk. So that means you're a C is consultant. A C with an asterisk is a commissionable consultant, meaning one who has met the 100 uh, sales volume points for that month. So does that make more sense? Like if, so I can just be a consultant and just get the product. And since I'm a consultant who has uh, customers, I still get commissions because they're still under me. So if they don't buy, let's say like they don't buy the product for like three months, Mm -hmm. then you don't meet your sales volume and then you'll just be a regular consultant. Well, I've been a, a regular consultant most of the time. Um, it's, I just, I would, if I paid more attention, like lined up the times when I buy my own product and would meet the sales volume, I should, you know, I should just line it up with when my two customers are going to be ordering because in that event, I would technically get more compensation. But like I've said, I, that's not why I do it, you know? Yeah. So you just basically sometimes yeah. get a commission because sometimes when you order your product, it aligns with when other people. Order yes. Their and even if I don't order product that month, if my customers do, there's still something that I, I get some percentage of it. It's like a regular old sales commission job. It's, it's kind of, you know, straightforward. Right. For once. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I, I mean, 
Right, exactly. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> right, I mean, at that point, it's, that's the, the simple part. It's, you know, as you get further deeper and deeper, when it gets completely just uh, it's chaotic. Right, yeah. I think my main takeaway is that I think we say this all the time. This is, it's meant Indeed. to be confusing. Like, it is, it's, it's meant to be confusing so that people mm-hmm. don't talk about it because then they would realize that none of it makes sense. Oh, absolutely. And they have even added, like, since I began, they have added all these bizarre, like, this alphabet soup, um, basically, uh, for. It used to be PSLV, like personal sales level volume. Oh, yeah. We talk about that a lot. And that's, to me, excessive. But now it's PSQLV, you know, Q for qualifying. (laughs) I'm like, I don't even want to touch that. Well, I can't really get into it because I suppose all I have is Australia's material. So... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and y'all, I was looking uh, around for some of my own, my own old training materials because I took some like rich notes from some of these ridiculous um, speeches and, and meetings and convention uh, breakout sessions and things like that, which I'm sure I was like, yes, nodding to the to the acronyms <laughs> that they, the, you know, those catchphrases that they throw out. Um, you know, like J-O-B. Yeah, who wants a J-O-B, right? Right, guys, right? No, it's like, it's like that collective yes. So you're not going to, I don't want to be the one to say no in the middle of a room full of, yeah. So that's another way. They hype you up. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. It's so true. Yep. I'm just smiling over here because I've been thinking about trying to go back with my notes too. And I, I haven't done it yet. I can't bring my. Yeah. It, it's one of those things that like, you got to be sort of ready to re-examine. But, um, it, it'll only be, I think, healing um, once a person is in a place where they can look at it and maybe even take a laugh, you know, like have a laugh. And it, some people, ne- yeah. it just never becomes, never gets into uh, that territory and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that but um I'm pretty sure I have tossed out all my old materials I do there was some gold in those old yeah. notes so I, uh. yeah I think I'll probably what I'll probably end up doing is collecting them all and then maybe doing a <gasps> podcast episode yes. and talking about them and then that's them a, wow how cathartic <laughs> and how useful right? and like insider you know <laughs> yeah no, we're we're coming awesome. up with all the content. I've I've got it all here because I'm just starting the process of really, you know, going mm-hmm. through and getting rid of everything. So it's just I don't know, the timing is just it's right. Happening. It's I mean, it's a whole <laughs> growth process. You'll grow into it, you know, as I say to a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, given yeah. that I'm a therapist, that is that's what I do is I help move people towards growth and um yeah. you know, if that's what your intention is, that's where you'll go. Um, I can't wait for that episode though. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Uh, Francine, do you have, yeah, I have just a couple of questions about like the logistics or like, I guess like your life in the company of like, like how, um, did you ever move up to a certain rank or did you like when you were at your peak, like what, how high did you get? If you knew, if you know how much money you made, like is, do you think that sorry I'm like shooting a bunch of questions at you but just so I can get them out of my head okay and do you think that it is possible to make like a substantial income like off of this business 
Okay, I'm gonna answer that with a nah. <laughs> uh, but that one is easy peasy. Uh, unless, you know, you're one of the early people who just happens to have the right type of charisma and the right type of this and that, you know. Uh, the people who make the money are the people who found themselves in the right circumstances and they're lucky and that's all I think. Okay. Yeah, um, that that's my stance on that. Is it possible to make it? Um, because I have seen people, you know, for example, my, uh, well, she really is my upline. Um, this will address your questions too, Francine. She has achieved like the car bonus and things like that already. And um, she, you know, I haven't kept up with her, but I know she keep, has kept moving up, but she's very charismatic. She got in early, um, you know, and I think she and her husband have, uh, cushioned themselves a bit by with you know with other things like rental properties home ownership investing their money so that it, when uh-huh. rnf ultimately crumbles to the ground hopefully they'll be okay because they manage their money you know, effectively yeah. but um as far as rank etc um if i moved up and whatnot um i did and i will you know i, I can't take very much credit for that because my direct upline happened to be my former, now former, stepmother. Um, so there's some family stuff inside of my own story as well that, um, paint, you know, that sort of colors the, the picture, the full picture. But um, what she wanted to do, my stepmother, and uh, <laughs> she was a, or she is a, a very manipulative, like she, it's easy for her to be manipulative. So I, I think it was easy for her to, get into RNF and kind of run with it. But what she would do is she would go into my account and bump me up by, you know, tacking on a consultant under me, but really so that she could make her um, status that she wanted. I remember there was a year we went to convention and she really wanted this level five elite, I think it was called, um, because there's some red carpet celebration and like you have a photo on the wall and I get it. I love recognition. Um, <laughs> like if astrologically speaking, I have a Leo moon, so <laughs> I don't know if that will mean anything to anybody, but I'm a theater person. Like I, mean, I, so I love being on stage. I love feeling like I'm doing something that people are getting something out of. Um, right, so I, yeah. I, I get that and they make it, they, they put all this fanfare around things like the level five, come, right. you know, it'll be so special and you probably get like a drink ticket. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, actually I'm, now that I recall, I'm pretty sure that's what they got. Um, so she, basically my, my stepmother, uh, quote unquote made it to level five, but she did so by, uh, manipulating the way she set up her downline and placing orders like her own orders under me and also that she would, she would, she didn't earn her title. She faked her way and, um, arranged, <laughs> I guess, like put pieces of the puzzle together to, to earn that title. So I, I did, I made it to level one executive consultant is what it's called. And that's a very misleading, term because we think level one oh okay well that's either uh right away or there's level zero beginner level um so it shouldn't be hard to get to level two right no <laughs> level one con- executive consultant is 
uh, I want to say three steps. It's three steps up from where you are when you start if you join. So oh, wow. yeah, so they kind of under what's it called undermine the title like the the way that the titles are named again manipulation of words to make it seem easy to make it seem like oh I'm only a level one to get to a level one that's it that's actually a lot of work um, like the requirements so yeah and and it can be easily manipulated yep. you know like you just described so does it really yeah mean exactly. And I do remember <laughs> sharing things. Fortunately, Instagram was just getting off the ground when I um, got started. So mm, I would post some products and whatnot. But um, uh, yeah, uh, I just, I, I lost my train of thought again. It didn't have to. There we go. Thank you. Right. Focus of your, like, there's a lot of pressure yeah. nowadays on you know, maintaining, and that's just oh my goodness. added layer of pressure, <sighs> and you're supposed to have all the social medias, like, all of them, and be amazing Yeah, on it's wild, uh, you know, because now it has all really shifted over to, tr to social media. When, back in 2012, 20, no, 2011, it was, they were encouraging us to go out in person, which is, to me, <laughs> I was like, go to the shoe, wow. you know, go to your favorite <laughs> shoe store, talk to the person and say, you look like, you know, a lot of people and you're really well connected. I'd love to sit. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it was, um, or the worst is like, oh, you have beautiful skin, <laughs> right. but I have this skincare line that you might like even better. Well, it's like, you just complimented my well, skin. Well, at least so. there's that because there are also those people who are what they end up doing is like being unkind to somebody else. Uh, there was a story of, of I can't remember yeah. where, but some RNF consultant approaching like a cashier at a grocery store, a teenage boy. He had cystic acne and was like, you should really try my product for your acne. Can you imagine you're at your job? You're in your, somebody is, you're just there doing your job and somebody attacks you and embarrasses you because of your you know appearance. Yikes, yeah. But yeah, I truly terrible. believe that that woman believed she wasn't doing anything wrong. Right. Yeah, right. that she was helping. Exactly. Which right. And it's, you know, <laughs> what's the intent versus what's the impact? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because then that person who's yeah. probably already self-conscious because of the posters from society is now thinking, well, maybe I do need to not, maybe I do need to look different or maybe I do need to change or do whatever. Yep. And it's like, yeah, no. absolutely. <laughs> maybe I should, a lot of shoulds. So, and, and yeah, I, a lot of you know, what I often yeah. tell people is should just evokes shame. Um, because if we tell ourselves I should be this or I should do that and we don't, well, then we're a failure to ourselves effectively. Um, if we're not doing the things exactly. we should be doing. So it, that's another way. Like they'll tell us, change your mindset. You got to get in the right mindset. Um, you know, business is not built on borrowed belief is one of the most obnoxious catchphrase types of, uh, training phrases that, that I heard. Um, like what does that really mean? It doesn't really mean anything. It's just something that, uh, high up, you know, a person in, in the company, a high up consultant is shouting from her podcast at 
people because, you know, they don't believe. They don't believe in themselves. The barriers are mm. all in their head. Um, this woman, she was around, she, you know, she was big time when I joined and she still clearly is big time. And it's hysterical in like a very dark way, I guess. <laughs> but it is, it is, uh, it's pretty incredible hearing her, um, her podcasts and, and broadcasts on YouTube now because she's saying effectively the exact same things as she was saying nearly a decade ago. But well, yeah, and it's mm-hmm. these people just replace their words with the new buzzwords and the new like you know cliches about whatever that is hot today, and they're just literally saying right. the same thing, which is nothing. Right. It's very cult leadery ish. Um, that's exactly what happens in cults. So, what so the, so the uh, ancient ones uh, <laughs> that come to mind for me, um, ugh, the one that. I, really hate is like-minded people oh yeah i'm looking for 10 like-minded people to lock arms with and run with this business (laughs) Oh. Uh uh-huh oh yeah ground floor you guys (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh my gosh i'm in some of these like women in mm-hmm. business entrepreneur groups and it's flooded mm-hmm. with huns and like yeah. every post about work from home now the 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 word vomit in the like comments are like it's just it's all the yep. same words it, but all that's exactly <laughs> because there are only so many ways to you know, swindle people into doing this so exactly all the tactics there are so many and again i do believe that the people most of the people who are using these tactics have been you know it's because they have been trained to and they have seen success you know whatever that means for them um because of it and so they believe that other people have to do this and it's like if i can do it you can okay that's not true for so many reasons but i think a person probably believes, well, I'm just little old me and I got successful here. So I'm just going to preach these things that, uh, you know, that I, I'm hearing and I'm being told by whoever's above me, um, to help others. So, you know, I, I just, that I struggle with that too. That is something with, with like knowing that the person probably means well, and also knowing that there's something terribly wrong here. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I want to address, uh, Francine, your question about did I make any money? I think you asked something along the lines of that. Yes. All right. Yes. So when it comes to the products, like I said, I, I was a fan. I've been a fan of, of a lot of the products. These days I only use that one that, I'm t- that I've talked to you about. But um, what I wasted the most money on were like promo materials i would get on vistaprint and just blow money on a credit card that you know i 
it's I think I'm yeah I'm still paying it down because um, like I've, I've said you know at the time I wasn't making any money uh, but I was spending a ton you got to spend money to make right. money right <laughs> so well, I cannot tell you how much time I, and money I, I wasted well yes I can it was about four grand um, on I would say yeah I think like all together um, so some of that was stuff I really used like product but but really more of it was, oh, I'm going to order a big T-shirt that or a T-shirt that says in big letters, like, ask me about how to, you know, anti-aging skin. What in the world? Why? What was I thinking? I never put that T-shirt on, maybe to work out or like at home. But I never ended up wearing it out in public because I had that cognitive dissonance. Like, this is what I should be doing. But then I just couldn't make myself go out and do it. And that was a struggle because I was seeing people around me who really weren't my peers, like I, like I mentioned, but who were so encouraging, like, you can do this, just keep plugging in. You got to stay plugged in. Um, so yeah, like I, I just, I really struggled. So you spent 4,000, like, what do you, do you know what you made? Like, what was like the most you ever made in a month or like? The most I ever made in a month, I think was i think it was under a thousand dollars for sure oh really um yes at my highest paycheck and, and i went back the other day and reviewed some of my earnings and what i came to uh realize is that as of this year i am just i have just now i think made back all that i spent over the course of you know when i was trying to be a consultant i'll say um so it's taken eight and a half years to get back through just those little tiny commissions that I'm still lucky enough, I suppose, to get because people that I know really do like the product. Um, so, yeah, that's where I am. <laughs> oh, man. Because sometimes people say, like, when I was in it, I, like, made, like, five grand or I got a bonus or whatever, but then that didn't last. But you never really made. No, because you can't make much off come. Uh, commission for, from product alone. Mm. Yeah. So you never had like a huge team underneath you or you never, did you recruit anybody or did you have any people underneath you? I had two people underneath me at different points in time that my stepmother placed underneath me. One of them was her niece. The other one was my grandfather. <laughs> oh my God. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you know, they bought their business packages initially. So that initial quote investment, as they call it, um, that was the biggest, pay you know, those were the times when I suppose I would see the biggest paycheck, um, is when someone would join cause they'd spend, you know, 700 bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I had those people underneath me. They did not stay, stick around for very long. <laughs> um, and I probably had seven customers and I have two now who are, uh, committed to the product or what have you. So, um, that's as far as my network went. So I, like I've said, I just, I did so much try, like mental preparation, trying to force myself into the mindset that I was being told I should have. And I couldn't do it. And by couldn't, I mean, couldn't bring myself to use authentic or inauthentic, um, tactics with people. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, and I should mention I had a stint as um, 
a beach body coach as well. Uh, yeah, I didn't ever do any sort of recruiting or anything like that. I think I put a couple of posts on about my workout. Like, if you want to do my next workout with me, let me know. But that was all I never messaged people or anything like that. But I was really just trying to lose weight. And I thought that it could be a good idea. But once I got into the trainings, I thought, oh, gosh, no, no, no. Mm. (laughs) And the Shakeology, I kind of liked. That's another thing. I kind of enjoyed it. But yeah See, that's what I was saying when we did beach bodies is like I had the beach bodies on demand thing and I genuinely liked it mm-hmm. and I don't understand why a company like beach bodies can't just sell right. the the membership or like like Netflix Netflix makes a mm-hmm. ton of money and that beach body can do the same thing like sell your membership I would pay for that right but once I know what they're doing to these women I I can't stand behind that and I won't be a part of it but right. I would probably buy the products like I don't know it's just like you said, like Rodan and Fields, you like their products genuinely. So why can't they just sell? If their products are as good and the dermatologists they have that back them are so great, mm-hmm. why can't they just sell the product for what it is and not have you recruit? Or why can't their company be based off of the sales? Like the more you sell, the higher up you get instead of the more you recruit, the higher up you get. Right. Like that is what we're trying to explain is like you have to be a predator to get women in and spend their own money instead of just like, what if you're like a really bomb salesman and you can just sell a million dollars of product? You right. Know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You would be earning your keep. I would say it's like, right. Yeah. You're putting the work in work and like reaping the benefits, but that's exactly what they would say. Well, you're not putting enough work in, um, you know, if you're not growing your team, but also I don't know that when people join MLMs, the whole growing a team thing, I don't know that everybody is fully aware of what that would entail, like to train other people in this business model, um, you know, to train people how to get on the two-on-one calls or whatever they're, whatever they're using. Um, you know, that takes a certain I, skill as well. Yeah, that's like a managerial skill that you need to have or like, you know. Yeah. Carrying at home probably doesn't have that. <clears throat> I think that that's why. I think that that's why the companies always say, you know, like just yep. sign up for your discount, like, and then they can say that most people just sign up for the discount. So when the system doesn't work and people don't make money, they say, well, yep, I think that's what I w- was discount. told. <laughs> people, um, they make commissions off of just sales. Some people choose that. So if that's what you want to do, that's fine. I think it's because they realize, oh, um she's not doing a, really any of this recruiting. So let's place her in that category and not waste time trying right. to get her to go recruit. And so that, in that way, I, I was effectively, um, that gave me sort of permission to slip out. I mean, I have not had any type of conversation with anyone about not being, well, I guess I'm technically active, but about not doing it anymore. Right. Because mm-hmm. they don't really care as long as, you know, you're still, they're still reaching their right. superstar yeah. bonus and or whatever. It, looking uh, back at <laughs> now at all, or having looked back now at all of the, uh, you know, the success programs and um, the ranks and titles, I can't, I, I cannot put them in order. You know, I don't know what RFX circle level five means versus level five. <laughs> I don't know what RF circle achiever right. diamond dozen. What, I don't know what that means. Where does that go? Who, how does, how does one get there? Um, 
and who's ahead, like what's their next step? And I think it's like, they don't really tell us the next steps in a clear form because they're, otherwise we'd be successful at it probably. <laughs> and there just isn't a way to be successful right. at it. Or other, otherwise, if people mm-hmm. really understood how much work it took to read, you know, they wouldn't sign up because they wouldn't. That's a great point. I think you said that, that a lot better. They make it sound. They make it sound so Yes, that's they make absolutely. It sound so in my easy. little notes that I was telling you about, I, that's exactly what I said. They just made it sound so easy. So I thought, sure, I can do it too. Don't worry about the paperwork. Don't worry about the details. Just sign right. up, get right. your discount. I'll pay we'll for you. your sign up fee. That gets me. Oh, that just uh. is like a stab. You know, that hurts when when I um, see people on social media like offering things like that. Francine, I wish I'd been able to right. more articulately answer your questions about compensation, but like I, <laughs> it's been so, such a long time. Um, and I, I really was not able to familiarize or, or re-familiarize myself with the payment plan because it, it's all gotten more complicated. <laughs> I, I, I think you did a good job, like verbalizing what you, what you made or what, you know, as far as that goes, I think part of the problem with these businesses is like, and I know for Emma, you, I try to have this conversation with you too, when you were like deep into LuLaRoe is like, Hey, like, what's your profit? What's your overhead? Like, how much are you spending? And nobody knows. They don't really truly track it. They don't. Mm -hmm. So like, you're claiming to be a business owner, but if you weren't, if you were in, if you really started your own business and you don't know how to like, you know, do an expense report or things like that, Mm -hmm. like, that should be part of, if you are a business owner, that should be part of your training or whatever. And of this, it's the same answer I always hear from like, I don't, I couldn't really tell you what I made or I don't, you know, I, it was kind of confusing or you don't really know where your money's coming from because you don't understand how the commission thing works. So, right. I mean, right. or t- I go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't even cut you off. No, no, you're fine. I just, I was probably just mumbling. I didn't, but, um, it's yeah. yeah to, so to confuse people so that they don't quite know how much they're making, um, that is like, well, then I can do better. I can do more next time. Next time I'll meet my goal next month. Yeah, exactly. Let me, you know, partner up with some of my uh, you know, success partners and we're going to make 10 phone calls a day from our chicken list. As, again, I'm just using all these <laughs> ridiculous buzzwords. Buzzword. <laughs> I have not heard of chicken list before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> so, uh, in the training, you know, when you sign on as a consultant, um, and they have the whole, do your memory jogger, 100 names, think of 100 names of people that you know. Well, pick your, out of those, uh, you're supposed to identify your top either five or 10. Uh, and those are the people who you would be super intimidated. You know, you have so much respect, you revere that person that you'd be intimidated to call them with this business. Those are the first people you should call. That's what they say. So oh, that's your chicken yes. list. Your chicken yeah. list. Yeah. Uh-huh. Interesting. <laughs> that's yeah. so, oh, God. that's like gut-wrenching. That just made my stomach drop because I just thought of people and I'd be, there's no way I could ever call those people. Exactly. What do you mean? Exactly. And like, terrible business opportunity. Like, right. How oh. embarrassing. <laughs> oh. You know, I mean, at the time it's, 
That sounds like a terrible strategy. Yeah, yeah. I think what it is meant to do is to get people used to protection from, um, you know, sort of the bear the larger, heavier blows first, um, so that they can tell you that it's going to get better. I'm I'm pretty sure that's maybe what Mm. why that is a thing. (laughs) Or um, have you heard of the phrase "eat the frog"? Uh, that's exactly I was like oh it's it's essentially the swallowing the frog uh, yeah yeah yeah. Yep. you want to do the hardest thing first so that everything mm-hmm. afterwards seems easier easier right so the chicken list phone calls I would bet my bottom rnf dollar that uh you know those chicken list people do not join the incredible business opportunity because it's not a good inv- opportunity right. um so people after that are in a place where, okay, well, if I can handle that, then it'll, it'll get easier. So I'll stay right. in and I'll keep going. Yeah. And you face your fears, do it scared. Yep. Right. Yep. Jeez. Stop building your own belief barriers is because it, it's all in your head is what we're told. So, yeah. yeah well, what other questions do y'all have? I'm, I feel like I've kind of led a lot of this interview. I'm not sure if, uh, no, I, I, well, I, I'll speak for myself, but I love that because I just want, you know, it to be authentic, you know, like what you want to talk about, that's what we're here for. Like, okay. <laughs> um, I don't, I didn't, I don't have any like specific questions. I, Francine, do you have, I have a question. I don't know if you're going to like, it might be personal or whatever, but, Good. um, <laughs> I don't know if like you want to really go far and talk about this but you can say no if you want that's my little freak but as far as like you said your stepmom would like put team members under you is she still in it and does she still do that kind of thing or like does she just accept that you are I know you said like she's not your stepmom anymore or whatever mm-hmm. but like how is she involved in quite it? frankly I have no idea uh <laughs> there's uh it's bad they're, they're divorced when she and my dad, they just finalized their divorce this year or this, I don't know, a few months ago. And they um, had been in it for five years. So it was a very traumatic, uh, long time coming sort of thing. So um, I am not in contact with her. Uh, she really ruined a lot of things. And I won't, you know, I, I, I must think include um rodan and fields in in that because i think that it further drove a wedge between her and my father um because he was trying to be supportive of her he had had such a lucrative career uh building his own actual business uh in finance and she never really supported him but i think he wanted to support her so he played a big part in my own sort of trust or blind faith in like, sure, I'll do it because my dad, whom I trust is in support of my former stepmom uh, doing it. So I, like I said, have not been in touch with her in a long time. Right after I got married, she texted me. I said, thanks. That was about it. But I'm pretty sure she's dropped out and that my technical upline leader is the woman who I mentioned who has the car or who has earned the car title recognition. Who knows if she's still driving it uh, or, or if, you know, who knows with that. Um, but I'm pretty sure my former stepmother is no longer uh, enrolled. She does show up though on my non pulse 
Pulse website uh-huh. as my sponsor, but I think that might be just because it's like set in stone. I'm not quite sure, but that's that's what I know. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess I do have a question about. I ran across a, at least one lawsuit mm-hmm. that was against Rodan and Fields, and I know that when there's lawsuits, they you know teach the consultants what to say do you have any recollection of lawsuits and how they handled it or I don't recall any lawsuits during my time uh when I was active or during the time when I was even paying attention okay. I am aware though of the lash boost lawsuits and I think that's the one yeah that I ran across yeah um I'm not sure I don't recall getting any emails or anything from them about it directly like here's what you should say uh but I do remember it was very um it, it wasn't a big thing you know it was sort of a don't talk about it it doesn't exist that okay that that makes sense and that's sort of what they did with the Beverly the Anastasia Beverly Hills non oh, yes. <laughs> yeah the non-collaboration um I did get an email from RNF about that and I know I deleted it, but uh, it the way they put it, of course, was in such a, a light that favored Rodan and Fields. And, it, you know, unfortunately, right. we, we it was so limited. We only did the collaboration for a limited number of, you know, sort of create the urgency, create the scarcity. Uh, that's what they ended up sort of spinning it. So, like, I suppose their spin team said, well, let's just make it about the fact that it was scarce and not the fact that they were onto us as an MLS. Wait, so what's the story on that? Because I'm not familiar I was with just going to ask if um, you were familiar with that. So are you familiar with Anastasia Beverly Hills, the, the brow brand? Um, no. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. No sweat, hey. Clearly. No. Okay. Well, this is great because now people who are listening who, you know, don't really know, we can get into that. But Anastasia uh, Beverly Hills is like a really, they're known for like their brow products. Like they're supposed to be one of the best brow products and they're, you know, all about the brow, right? Is that sound about right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what, yeah. And I have, I like it. I, I like their pencils, uh, but yeah. they're big time, big time. Yeah, I, I've used their products. They're a, a really respected like beauty brand yes. they did a they did a collaboration with r and f and what it was is it was a set of it, it was only anastasia products it wasn't any r and f products but it was like their five best brow products in like a collection with an r and f collaboration attached to it that was only available to r and f consultants and when when the public found out there was a huge uproar because no one wanted to be involved with the MLM. <laughs> and it turns out that, you know, the owner now, I think who is Anastasia's daughter, I think Nor- Norvina, um, you know, immediately addressed the problem and said, you know, we did not know that this was a predatory company and we don't want to be involved with them. And like, the sets had already been sent out, but said that we will no longer be collaborating or doing anything with them again. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. So on the Rodin and Fields consultant side, one would imagine um, that that's taken or that one would imagine you're, you're told um, 
talk about this with all of your preferred customers who are already in existence, you know, who, who are already buying from you and tell them to add it on in their next monthly re, you know, reorder. Uh, so those little sneaky ways of getting these products to people uh, in a subtle way without ruffling all the feathers and making it a, a big deal. Um, I think they, and it's also, go ahead. it's also a way for the, um, for the MLM to try and legitimize their company. Like Anastasia Beverly Hills has 20 million Instagram followers. So by collaborating with them, it was Rodan and Fields who stood to profit because they were the ones getting the exposure. Absolutely. Oh, wow. I mean, I can't, I'm, if I take a step back, if I had seen that that was happening and been unaware, uh, I would have thought, oh, awesome. RNF is super legit. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the problem. Yep. You know, we were, we talked about this before on the, it works, you know, promoted on that volcano live thing that was like broadcasted live. And I'm sure millions of people watched and it was like, now people are going to see the skinny brew and go, oh, that's just like a legitimate thing mm-hmm. that I want to get involved in and it's like no yeah yeah and things like that have consequences that expand um further I'll, because some of us who have kind of seen the light of MLM we begin to we become suspicious of things being MLM, or at least I have. I had a friend who did like, I don't know, one of the nail MLMs for a little bit. She dropped out of it, started her own like nail care uh, oils line or what have you that, you know, she's doing the ordering and the putting it into little vials. It's, it's adorable. But when she first talked about it with me, I was like, cool. Because I thought it was an MLM that she had joined. I just assumed because it didn't really sound that legit. And little did I know, it was like my sweet friend's little business that she's doing. Actual mm. business, like with an actual LLC and everything. Mm. So, right. I mean, this type of stuff can make us skeptical of um, of earnest people. Yeah. 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 And it's hard, like, you know, for me, like, I'm someone who wasn't really into entrepreneurship before but now I am because like I found out that I do like working from home and you know setting my own schedule and stuff Mm -hmm. but now I'm like trying to do that legitimately and it's like I'm worried about everyone thinking oh no here she goes again right I remember that it's like the same thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly so that's trepidation of other people thinking oh this person again here she goes Right. Which is just a, you know, a limiting belief. Obviously Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm here, you know, not actually caring what anybody Mm -hmm. thinks (laughs) like, but yeah, it's just, it's just hard to reconcile like those thought patterns that you had before. Absolutely. I imagine that, I mean, you had to work through a lot though, to get to this place that you're saying that you are not caring what other people think. Oh yeah. I mean, it was, it was a lot like the last year or so has been like really intense introspection and like growth for Mm -hmm. me. Like it was, I don't know. I just felt like I woke up to like a whole world that I didn't know existed. Mm. Like the things that I had been trying for so long to achieve, you know, cause they teach you to not think what other people care. Like they teach you not to care about what other people. They're just haters. Yep. Right. Exactly. But it's like, 
okay you still have to respect other people and like respect their boundaries and like it's it's just a I don't know it's just a different it's just a different mindset and like as I was going through figuring this all out like I still wanted to do LuLaRoe but as I was going further and further along and like learning more about myself I'm thinking like this really doesn't align with what I believe in and then I started to kind of see all those little you know love bombing and gaslighting (laughs) and all the things that happened and I was like okay this is so freaking bad like I and there are things that I can't speak out Mm -hmm. about and this is something that I can speak out about and so yeah I'm just I'm all in you know Mm -hmm. it's it's all the things that I was looking for within LuLaRoe you know the confidence the the growth the having you know having conviction about the things that I say mm-hmm. um it's all it's all the things I was looking for and if I recall correctly <laughs> I, you were also really uh, intrigued by the uh, opportunity for recognition do I remember hearing that yes. okay yes that was something yeah when you were talking about you know your stepmom wanting the car- uh-huh. red carpet it was like that's, <laughs> that's something that I would have done that's something that I would have wanted absolutely <laughs> yeah and and not anymore, not at all. I mean, you know, now I can find it within myself. You know, I'm completely happy with where I am. And yes. Eliminated a lot of the expectations that were put on me, whether from outside sources or myself, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of be myself. And I'm very comfortable with where I'm at right now. So I'm curious what kinds of things, because I, th- I, I think this might be helpful for people who are listening to this. What kinds of things would you tell yourself because you mentioned you know other things that others would say but also things that you would say to you what kind of things would you say to yourself that now you're recognizing that was not healthy and that's a result of what was happening to me right I one of the things obviously is that if I worked more or harder that the results would Mm -hmm. be there you know so like I was working on my phone constantly um so just the expectation to be working all the time. And then I think just there's so much that is internalized. Like, I mean, just everything, like what I had to look like when I went live, what I had to say when I went live, how I had to talk, you know, like they literally teach you everything because you're trying to emulate other people who are successful. So by definition, you're literally trying to be someone else mm-hmm. and do exactly what right? they did. Using their scripts. But there's like, right, exactly. But there's this dissonance because you're also told to be authentic and to be yourself. And it's like, well, what the fuck do you guys want? Yeah, from? that's, uh, wow. So you're constantly trying to figure out what is expected of you and how to be successful, which is, this term that is like, not, I mean, it's a moving target. You, yeah, you need to, you need to be happy with who you are, like, and understand that you are successful in things. One of my problems was that all, and I think Francine can attest to this because we had this really hard conversation when I was really deep in my depression. And it was like, I don't, I didn't feel like I was good at mm-hmm. anything that I was worth anything. Yeah because I hadn't received the accolades and the recognition from LuLaRoe. I was chasing all of these things that just, 
and I hate cliches that we say this all the time, you know, all these buzzwords, but like, you really do have to look inside and like, be comfortable with who you are. So I, I've had to unravel all of that and like, figure that out myself, you know, over the past Mm -hmm. year. And it, it was a lot of hard work to get me to this place where, you know, I'm not second guessing every time I say Mm. something. Gosh, that's completely... I'm just feeling, feeling for you here. Um, because when I was doing it, I did not have the same pressures because social media was not what it was. You were mentioning when I would go live, I'm like, Oh, thank God. I wasn't ever faced with that. That's like terrifying, you know? And, um, so like I, I know I mentioned, I I avoided a lot of of that sort of social anxiety and then in and social shame uh, as a result of, who knows, fa- failing in the business or feeling like I'm failing. Um, but I, yeah. I can only imagine what just the sheer, uh, the sheer bulk of stimuli that are just coming at you all the time of do this, do that, be this, be that. Um, yep. And then there's, you know, notifications all the time. There's online, you know, chats with your team. There's, it's just, it's Mm -hmm. constant, constant. And that was on top of everything else that was going on with me outside of LuLaRoe. (laughs) So it's like, it was just a perfect storm and it just pushed me Mm -hmm. to my breaking point pretty much. And like, you know, as far as regret and all that goes, you know, I don't know if I would have been able to reach this point without having all of that pushing me to my breaking point. So it's like, you know, I don't regret what I did. I think it would be different if I had built Mm -hmm. a team and like, you know, really recruited people on the dream who were still struggling. I think I would have a lot more to work through as far as that goes. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, and it's not, I'm not saying that I'm like, you know, done growing. Like I still have trouble with some of these things and, you know, it's just the process of, talking about it and hoping other people can connect with it is right and and even grieving I mean it's a I think it's completely normal and and just fine to grieve for anybody you know to grieve either uh for how they feel taken advantage of or to grieve what they thought would be the rest of their dream to to grieve the dream to grieve all of the hopes and expectations like it takes a long time to grieve really anything so yeah, you're going through your experience, your, you know, your process with this, and I love that right. what you have done is turned it into a podcast, and you know, are speaking out and using that as sort of a way to um, sort out maybe your own stuff alongside other people. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, and I'm, you know, as we're doing it, you know, I'm realizing that it is a therapy in its own way. Mm-hmm. You know, because we'll talk about stuff, and I'm like oh shit, like I didn't realize, you know, that was happening. And I well, and bringing Francine, you know, bringing you on the show, that conversation that we had on the phone when I asked, you know, after, and I asked you to join, it was like, you bring out like a lot of the, re- the like rational side of me that like did exist, but didn't exist when I was in LuLaRoe, you know? And I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. Because you were never involved, right, Francine, in MLM, but y'all were friends beforehand. Yeah, I'm we were trying friends. to remember because uh, I've listened to all the episodes already. Yeah. Um, of course, <laughs> of course. Yeah. thank you. They're great. <laughs> I'm very much in support of this podcast. Um, 
so yeah, you've got that perspective then, um, like from the outside, like, Hey, this, let me just paint you a picture of what exactly I'm seeing here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Which is like, it's hard to, <laughs> I'm, it's hard to do yes. that with a friend. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, so bravo <laughs> to you, Francine, because seriously, and I know you tried to do it while I was in too, but it was just like, <laughs> I was so far into it. Well, yeah, I was going to say one of the things that you, um, when you're talking about like the things you would tell yourself is like, you would like, so you would have a, a really good month and then you'd be like, yeah, I'm being intentional. I think was like one of the things I'm being intentional with like my, oh, yeah. like I got this bullet journal and I'm going to be like writing out my goals. And, and then like you would have a bad month and you would be like, okay, I just have to be more intentional and I have to do this. Like, so you would go on this like roller coaster, like of ups and downs of like success and fail, success and fail. And then I would hear yeah. you and I'd like be updated in like what was going on with you. And it was just so interesting to see, like, you would kind of, like, see the light a little bit. Like, man, this is really hard, and this is, like, not what I want to do. And then, like, you would come back with, like, another, like, this time I'm going to do it this way, and I'm going to do all the things that they're yep. telling you to do. And I'm <laughs> so intentional with all my time. So that was one of the, like, kind of things that you, like, seeing your mindset was one of the things. How cycle? Yeah, I mean, what a very clear cycle that you would just—it sounds like you would go through over and over and over, like month after month. Yeah. Wow. Right. Well, and I think it's important to note that, like, my entire life has been <laughs> like that. Like, like, no, and I mean that, like, oh, very I'm seriously, like. But like, but like before the, but but it's true. Like I was used to chaos. I was trained to thrive in chaos. And so like this up and down thing was like, it was what I thought Mm -hmm. was normal and what I thought was like something that I liked and wanted, you know what I mean? Like the struggle and it's like, no, no, right. That, you know, (laughs) no, that's actually maybe why you're so anxious all the time. And like, maybe you need some, like some diagnoses to like figure out how to fix this. Amen. You know, so, which is what I got, which is, you know, I reached out for help and I got those things and now I'm learning the tools to deal with them. Like, uh, you know, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just a vicious cycle that unless you are like thrust out of it, you don't exactly. And I, I, going to just let y'all know for future reference that since I kind of noticed that cycle, um, with my work, we work on compulsivity and compulsivity is all about cycles. And as you were sort of walking, as both Mm -hmm. of y'all were walking me through, um, what it would look like for you. And I just immediately thought of what I work with or work on with my clients is addressing and identifying their cycle and, um, of compulsive behavior. And I think that with MLMs, it really uh, promotes compulsive behavior. And so it would be, um, or it's very easy to send someone into a compulsive cycle. So anyway, in the future, I would be happy to talk about that and draw some of those parallels because compulsivity is, it can ruin somebody's life. It does ruin some people's lives. Yeah, I think, yeah. And I think it was, you know, I was on that path. So I'm really, hi, gosh. Um, I felt like I know, right? dug into so much <laughs> and there's so much and there's mm-hmm. always more to talk about. Um, but yeah, I hope that everyone kind of got a good 
grasp on some of the things that we went I over. I hope so too. I hope I've been helpful or helpful to y'all. You, I mean, you're okay, yeah. good. We really appreciate you sharing your story because, like we've mentioned before, it's really hard to get people to tell their story or whatever your reasonings may be for not telling your story. I think ultimately, if you can help other people in doing so, it would be really helpful, you know, just to know a lot of people are on the fence about should I do this, should I not? Mm-hmm. And there's not really any resources out there that are not tools to like not brainwash you, you know, when I was in a Mary Kay situation. I was, like, looking for somebody out there to be like, is this real or is it not? Because it sounds so good. Mm. There's nobody really, like, if you're out, like, you don't want to share that because it's kind of like, I don't know, maybe you're embarrassed or whatever. But I know it's hard to, like, tell your story. And I really appreciate people actually coming forward and saying, like, what what's really going on. Absolutely. I think that our personal stories are our most valuable assets. Um if we share them, people will learn, uh, no matter what they are. I mean, far beyond MLMs, but, um, people relate to others' stories and well, that can also on the other hand be used to manipulate. And that is one of those things to, um, or that, you know, that they'll tell you to do is, you know, talk about your success story. And, um, but genuine stories I know is what, is what we're addressing here. And I think that, yeah, personal experiences, from people who have gone through and felt all the feelings and, and seen the things I think are probably going to be the most valuable tool in um, helping stop this, this um, predatory business model. If we are still going to call it that. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I agree. There's so much shame wrapped up in it when you leave. And I think the most important part about the difference between sharing your story when you're not ready and sharing your story when you are ready is the difference between being manipulated into using it and not, you know, like you to anyone who's listening, you don't have to share anything about yourself that you don't feel comfortable doing. So, but when you're ready, we're here to help you, you know, share your story, whether you want to write in or come on the show, like Anne did just whatever it is. If this has helped you, the, the potential for, us to keep helping other people with people sharing their story it's huge so don't do anything you don't want to do but if you're ready then your story yeah and I'll tell you all this I am as I said an open book for you and to you about this but um I mentioned my dad a lot in my own story here he is a huge podcast fan and would be elated to know I have been on one but I (laughs) I would I am not at a point where I would tell him. Um, I I haven't told him what, you know, what all impacted me. Um, and I, I still am a bit, I do have some embarrassment that lingers about that. So, you know, even though I'm several years out of the game, so to speak, there is a little shame, residual shame. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, it's so normal. And thank you for sharing that because, you know, I, it's the same for me too. And I think it's important that we don't try to come off and say, exactly, you know, exactly. fixed. <laughs> right. and that's why we're talking to you about it. It's, you know, we're in the process of it and we're always in the process of it. And that's one of the problems. Another problem with the idea that they put out that there is like a final answer or like that you will one day mm-hmm. all of a sudden be happy through an MLM. It's just not true. You know, like it takes a lot of work and sometimes you're not going to be happy and 
toxic positivity hmm. is something else we can talk about later. You know, it's like, it's okay to be sad and upset and feel the shame. Mm-hmm. Just let yourself feel it. And then. Right. Move through it, get it. through it and learn from it and sh- yeah. share whatever insights, exactly. um, you know, you can. <laughs> yep. Well, you are so welcome. Yeah, thank you yeah, so for thank having you. me. This was really interesting. It's been a delight. Oh. I'm sweating a little bit. Yeah. I'm still all nervous and like adrenaline, you know, my adrenaline is popping. <laughs> I, I'm glad you said that. I'm like, my palms have been sweaty and I'm like, I don't know why. It's like, we're so, I'm so comfortable talking now on the podcast. It's like, still. Like, I'm so happy nervous. for you, Emma, that, like, that right now you, you have a voice, you know what I mean? This podcast is your voice. Yeah. It's cool. I it's mean, really makes me happy for you it really is yeah I'm like so proud of her so I am too and I don't even know (laughs) (laughs) oh wow well thank you guys I mean it just really is one of those things you know where like your whole life you kind of wait for like when are you gonna feel that feeling that you're on the right path you know and I think that's something that everyone is looking for and it's like holy shit the fact that I'm feeling it even a little bit is so scary. And sometimes I'm like, oh, God, we got to stop this. This is not good. <laughs> Why am oh, I happy? I'm not allowed mm-hmm. to be happy. Yeah, know? more so, that unwa- just got to rewire those tangled up thoughts that they. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. So, it re- I mean, shit, these really are like therapy sessions for me. So, thank you. Great. For I'll just bill you my and, hourly you know, rate. <laughs> <start right there. laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just joking, just joking. This is a delight. I, I'm, yeah. I'm really glad that you're doing this again, and, and I'm so happy to be, have you know been a part of this episode. All right. You got well, it. thank you so much, right. and we will have you back. And thank you, everyone listening. Yeah. And we'll awesome. See you next time. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You too. Bye.